Welcome to the fourth edition of the Kingdom Business Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Fitch, sitting across the table as always from the great LZ. Quattro! Numero quattro. What'd you call me? You heard me. Quattro. Quattro. Oh, you mean four. Four. Gotcha. Four. I'll tell you, you know, speaking of four, I hate playing golf, but I love food. And I'm going to tell you something. What in the world? Because we had to, you know. Four. Yeah. And I hate hearing that word. Yeah. I lose too many golf balls. Yeah. But one of the best things about golf is the food. Bro, I got a great story to tell you about four. Come on, bring it. So years ago, it's been years, number, you know, this might get me in trouble actually, but years ago, always on Martin Luther King Day, uh, we're we're closed in our, in our industry on, it's a Monday. And so a buddy asked me to go play golf with him. And you gotta understand, I tried, I really have tried to be a golfer in my life. I took lessons for a year and a half. I bought all the gear, I did all the stuff. It's just not my thing. I mean, I, kudos to those that love it. Right. You know, no problem. But every time I tried to do it, it was just not fun. Not fun for me. It was very stressful. But so we're out on MLK Day and it's cold. You know, it's January, it's cold. We're playing golf and I won't say where we were. We're on about the 16th hole of this course, right? And there's a foursome behind us that have been following us. And we're kind of, we're on the tee box on 16. And 15 is kind of off to our right. Like they come together, the tee box and the the green are side by side. Yeah. So as as you're teeing off kind of to the left, down to the right in a hole is this foursome. And they're, they're hitting their approach shot to the green. And bro, I, I, I crushed this ball with my driver. I mean, I crushed it and it starts right down the fairway and it starts t- turning to the right. It's really, my problem. Every really time. hard. Yes. And it's going down in this hole and I know they're down in there, but I can't see them. I just know they're down over this ridge and the ball's going right where they are. And so I start screaming four, right? Four, four, four. Well, all of a sudden I just hear, you know, off in the distance. Right? Like you can hear this guy scream. No. Yeah. So me and my buddy load up on the golf cart and we go Head over back the, to the parking lot. No, we go over the hill. <laughs> we go over the hill and we pull up on this this foursome, right? Yeah. And bro, three of them are sitting on the carts and they're not happy. And the fourth guy is standing there and he's bent over at the waist, like his hands on his knees. Like he's and I'm, I'm we're we're approaching, I'm thinking, Oh, this ain't good. And these dudes look like they're ready to fight us. Oh man! We pull up and I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. Did we hit one of y'all? And the guy's like, yeah, you hit me, man. And and he's really, you know, he's he's upset. They're upset. I'm like, man, I am so sorry. I was like, and you know, I'm having this moment like so awkward, but I'm saying all the wrong things. I'm like, man, I hit the greatest shot I've ever hit, but then all of a sudden it hit you. You know, like, <laughs> why'd you adding, get in the way? I'm like adding all this insult <laughs> to injury, right? And so finally, the guy's like, yeah, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And he goes, hey, you want to see it? And see man, what? Yeah, where he got hit. He goes, you want to see it? Come on. And so the three guys, you know, once they realized that I was apologizing, all right, they, they all right. kind of toned it down. Yeah, you brought it down. You know, their their body language changed. My buddy and I were like, but I mean, you get you get a bunch of guys standing there. You go, you want to see it? We we're like, yeah, we want to see it. So this dude proceeds to pull his pants down at the waist. Yeah. Right? Now nothing inappropriate. Right. Right. But he pulls his pants down in the lower tender area below your. Stomach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very southern. 
The very southern abdominal Your colon. region. Yeah. No, what? Not the colon. Oh. The very southern abdominal region. <laughs> nothing nothing too gross here. Yeah. But there's this very tender area. Yeah. Below your belly button. You know? The kind of the space in between. Space between. When this guy pulls his pants down to reveal this, bro, he has got a hematoma that looks like a plum hanging off of his <laughs> lower abdomen. It's a true story, bro. I mean, like this thing has, this is not good. And he's like, look at this thing. And I'm looking at it going, oh my God, this guy is really hurt. Like, and he doesn't realize it yet. Like he's still in shock or something, you know, like this is not good. You know, I pulled my phone out and took a picture. It looked like a guy had a plum hanging off his abdomen, right? It's like black, this dark purple black. Thing hanging off like uh, where this thing where the golf ball had hit him and made this huge bruise. Did, did it per, did it penetrate his skin? I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I looked at it and the other guys started laughing and he started giggling and I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> like this guy's not hurt; he's wounded. Right? You know, like yeah. there's a difference. And so oh, uh, we we four four. I don't know. Say we we skipped. We didn't forego. We 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 foregoed. We skipped. You put par on that next hole. Seventeen and eighteen, and went straight to the car. Right on. And left. Yeah. Bless his heart. I hope if he ever hears uh, this, man, he knows how sorry I am, and I hope it didn't cause any permanent damage. But well, man, sorry, you started with four, and, yeah. and that, that reminded me of that story. You know, I, I have to I have to tell another story about four, and it's the time that. Uh, we uh, we went out to we went out to Frisco and we stopped. You had you had reached out to one of your friends about a really good restaurant to stop at in in Mississippi. Oh yeah, yeah, in Jackson there, and he was like, "Mama Hamels, Mama Hamels, yeah, Jackson, Mississippi." If you're traveling, mm. if you're listening to this, if you're anywhere within two hours of Jackson, Mississippi, mm. do yourself a favor and go stop at Mama Hamels. I'd even save you three hours. It's it's, it's worth the hotel room yeah. anywhere from like Tuscaloosa, man. All the way to Shreveport. Man, you know. amazing, amazing food. But, you know, there were four of us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we got a couple miles out. We were anticipating. And I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk up in there and be like, hey, do you know who I have out here? <laughs> that's what Landon always does when we go to a restaurant. Yeah, I'm like, I have I have J.R. Fitch out here. <laughs> and we need a table. And like, so. Like you know, that means anything. Well, they don't know, right. you know. And so I walked in. There was a long line, you know, and I kind of, excuse me, hey, pardon me, excuse me, wave my way up to the side of the cash register. I looked at the lady. I said, hey, I've got uh, some, some people outside that you know, we, need, we need to get ahead of this line right here. Okay, baby. Okay, baby. Who is it? And I said, it's Mr. J.R. Fitch. Okay, baby. Bring, 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 on, bring oh, on in. And if you remember. That's awful. When y'all came in. We didn't mean to skip the line in I'm front st- of a bunch of. I'm standing up at the front of the line. I said, come on, come, come on, come I, on. Come I had on. no idea. I was parking the car. But I didn't lie. There were four of us. That's what I told her. Yeah, four, please. Yeah, please. Best barbecue ever. Oh, that place. It's a. It's great. It's a bar. I mean, it's barbecue, but it's it's uh, it's 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 like a buffet. It's a country cooking buffet deal. Yeah, and I promise you, there were six hundred people there. No doubts. I mean, this restaurant's enormous. Yeah, it was like it's like end to end picnic tables. Yeah, and so you 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 go through the buffet line. You got to get gloves, (laughs) which is kind of funny because. You know, none of the gloves fit. None of them. At least and, not at least not man hands. Yeah, and so everybody's in there like with T Rex fingers yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to serve the buffet. But but I will say this, their ribs, you know, oh, I, and man. you know me, I'm a barbecue barbecue what a what? A barbecue yes. guy. Yeah. 
and I love to cook and love to love to cook ribs. Their ribs were excellent. Oh yeah, you yeah. know and it's hard to do barbecue ribs on a buffet line and keep them good. But these were great, no doubt. So it's hard to do ribs, period. But if you're in the market and you want to learn to do ribs, and you got a new grill, there's a really good product out there. Yeah, Ignite Ignite Firestarter. Yeah, igniteafire.net. Go check that out. Um, it's for your camping needs, your barbecue needs, and and while you're at it, check out a good friend of ours down in. Cartersville, Brad Barrett with Grill Great. Oh, man, I love Grill Greats. I never heard of Brad. I met him through you. Yeah, good guy. Uh, Brad Barrett, he he invented, I guess, the the Grill Great. And yes. and for those of you that don't know what a Grill Great is, you got to check them out. I, I guess you can Google that. Yes. Uh, and find it. They sell them on Amazon and everywhere. Uh, but Grill Greats are amazing. They're this anodized aluminum. Yes. And you can buy them to either fit specifically on your grill uh, to where you actually replace your grill itself, or you can just buy them. Like in my case, I just have them where I, I set them over the grill. Absolutely. And man, they will give you the perfect sear marks every time you can flip them over and use them like a griddle. They're flat yeah. on one side and grated on the other. They're amazing. Check them out. I, I've it changed everything about the way I cook. Oh, absolutely. Did you see his post speaking to Brad real quick? Um, I think it was national championship on Monday night. Yeah. Uh, when he he brought out the the Alabama and the Georgia uh, slide on logos that uh-uh. were for the grill grate. Now this was something back in the day when Brad first got his hands in with this. He was trying to go into that collegiate market. Sure. And so they would cut out uh, laser cut these collegiate logos, and they put a groove on the bottom side so they would slide onto the rail. Okay, right? cool. And it would sear your college logo into your your steak or your chicken. And he took and grilled his buns on it and had a Georgia and Alabama seared bun, you know, on the top. Just sure. really, really cool things like yeah. that, you know, ingenuity. Burn my buns. Burn my buns. But, hey, yeah, <laughs> be sure to go check out at nightoffire.net for yeah, sure. And grill great. They're great. And grill great, absolutely. Brad Barrett, it's funny, in that world, they call him the great one. He, he is the great one, you know, and I've watched little pieces of his of his career with this um you know, and he's done it well. Yeah. He's fostered it, it well. You know, Grill Great's one of those products I'd never heard of, and I thought it was kind of a gimmicky thing because I love to cook and I've heard yeah. of all the stuff, or I thought I had. Once you once you kind of research these things and get, get in that world of Grill Great, yeah. man, it, it's the gold standard. It is. All it is. these high-end steak restaurants use his stuff. Yeah. Everybody that's in competition cooking yeah. has got a Grill Great. And what about um, his spatula? Oh, yeah. The, the spatula is made specifically for the grill. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it really is a big thing. It's it something is. I had never heard of, but it is. you can buy them at Ace Hardware or anywhere else, but they're great. He's a leader in, in the industry, you know, and, and leaders are leaders. And sometimes leaders are put up on places where they're evaluated and examined and their motives and their actions sometimes are picked through and judged. You know what? I'm glad you brought up leaders, Landon, because yeah. that dovetails perfectly into what I want to talk about. Let's this talk week. about it. You know, leaders that talk to you about money. And leaders that ask you for money are two very different things. Absolutely. Let's unpack that one. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, I'll tell you, in, in Scripture, 16 of 38 parables in the New Testament do, deal directly with money or possessions. Okay. That's some pretty stout. I mean, that's almost half. Yeah. Almost half of the parables dealt specifically with money or uh, possessions. One out of 10 verses in the Gospels, 288 verses in all, deal directly with money. Come on. Do you know that? I didn't know that. That's wild. The Bible itself contains roughly 500 verses on prayer and faith, but over 2,000 verses deal directly with money. Wow. Four times as many. Hmm, this is four. 
that's that's awesome. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. So we can't be so quick to judge a man or a leader that talks to us about our money. It may be that he's trying to mature us. And maturity is tough to swallow sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it could even be that the Lord's using the application of money right. to usher in maturity in other parts of our life. Sure. Wow. Yeah. So what do we do then, you think, with the words that come from leaders when we feel like that all they want is our money? Well, I'll tell you this. If you're following a leader that all you all he wants is your money, you need to find a different leader. Come on. Right, right. You know. Right. It, I think it shows, too, where they're faith-rooted. Sure. You know. So. Sure. No, I think, you know, I think seriously, if, you, if you're following a leader and, and the only vibe you get is that he's after your money, you're, yeah. you're following the wrong guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or gal, you need to find somebody else to, to follow. That's right. That's right. You know, fathers, what, you, what what we're looking for in a kingdom is fathers. Yeah. Fathers and mothers. And there's, there's very few fathers and mothers yeah. in the kingdom. Well, you know, I think there's a, an, an, an interesting part of being father that, that that's been missed. And I think that is the, the understanding that fathers aren't gaining things for themselves. They're preparing things for their offspring. Right. Legacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And legacy is way different than uh, inheritance, mm-hmm. but you can inherit legacy. Right. You, you know? Yeah. And so um, if you are subjecting yourself to a leader whose focus is in the wrong place, right? what are you inheriting from them? Right. What's their legacy? I'll tell you, I had lunch with a, a big, a well-known kingdom leader. You know how my life goes. And we were talking about this song that his ministry has just released. And he doesn't sing the song and he's not, he's not featured in the video. And I was telling him that was one of the things that impressed me most about him as a leader is that, you know, his ministry is releasing this thing and um, they've done a big social media push with it. And, and he is in the video, but he's in the very background, and you just barely see him. You have to know what he looks like to know yeah. that it's him. And we're sitting there at lunch. He goes, hey, you know, I, I wrote that song. I said, really? He said, yeah, I wrote it in my living room with my guitar. I said, wow. And, and he said, then I went and taught it to my worship team. And over the course of them singing it, the lead singer guy changed five words or five lyrics. Uh, just over the course of singing, it sure. just flowed better. <clears throat> and he said, but recently he's been doing interviews and all this now with this thing being released. And he's, you know, it's his song. And I said, well, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like, you know, he's kind of taking credit for something that you wrote? You know, because in the music world, especially. Right. You know, that's a big no-no. You don't, yeah, yeah. You don't take credit for something you didn't write. That's right. And and uh, this leader goes, oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I'm not upset about it at all. And I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, no, 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 no. He and I have come to a place as as a spiritual father and son, that the fact that he can't tell where I end and he begins. Wow. And he said, that's a huge compliment to me, that he can't tell where I end and he begins. And he's taken taken ownership of this project like yeah. it's his very own. Yeah. And that's that's the essence of what you're talking about in terms of legacy. Yes. Yeah. Fathers not being afraid to start something they may not be able to see the ending of right and being able to pass that. Yeah. Way bigger than them. Yeah. And the cool thing is this guy's not old. You know, I mean, you start to think about, you know, your image of what a spiritual father looks like. You think that's some old dude and this guy's not old. He's late thirties, Yeah, you know, but yet he's already got this mindset of the generation coming behind him. Sure. It's really cool, man. I wish we, we need more people like that in the kingdom. I think that goes to show that the relationship we have with the father 
in the intimacy. We were talking about this, you know, um, um, in our very first podcast, the very first one, you know, the intimacy is so important. And when we spend time with the father, um, wisdom that would be attained normally as a father here on earth through years and through experience, um, when we spend time with the father and we're relational, um, and we're intentional with him. I think it's that impartation of that relationship that allows us to understand what being a father is about. Because mm-hmm. without that intimacy with the father, then we may be able, we may be, we may be trying to protect a legacy that he's wanting us to give away. Right. You know. So, um, man, legacy is a big word because it can go both ways. It doesn't have to be a grand thing. It can be a it can be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave a bad legacy. Right. Yeah. I tell you what, man. It's so good sitting there talking about legacies and. There's a good guy out in Texas, Brian Trejo. He's coming out to North Georgia, coming out to Dalton to do some ministry here in just a few weeks, March 6th. I was going to say, it's early March, isn't it? March the 6th, Northwest Christian Fellowship. And they're located 272 Main Street, Varnell, Georgia, 30756. They're a great, great, great ministry up there, Pastor Michael Watkins. Man, I love that guy. Good dude. He can sing too, man. He's a great, great guy. Speaking of great yeah. spiritual fathers, that's a that he's a great one in this area. Yeah, he is. I'm thankful for him. And, you know, and that's the thing. Um, there's good unity. You know, we we were talking about uh, when we had the Sean the Sean Foyt Let Us Worship event here in Dalton. Yeah. And one of the things that we saw was the unity among the leadership and the pastors that showed up to that event. That's true. You know. Mm-hmm. And one thing we can say is that uh, unity does exist here in Dalton, and I'm looking forward to seeing it grow. But with that unity, I, you don't want to invite everybody. If you're if you're within an hour, hour and a half drive of Dalton, Georgia, March 6th, 6 p.m., which is a Sunday night, make your way up here and see Brian Trejo. You won't be you won't be disappointed. Um, definitely kingdom driven. Yeah, I love Brian Trejo. What a great artist and just a you know the one I've only been to one of his shows, but yeah. it was just this. It was like you're even if you're not into that kind of music, yeah, which I you know is not really my thing. You felt totally welcome, totally oh, yeah. at ease, totally comfortable there. Yeah. And and you couldn't help but kind of nod your head and yep. you know, dance along to the music. It's it's great. I'll tell you it is. And 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 too, with with today being a drop day, and I'm glad that everybody's listening in, our audience is growing. Thank you for all the support that you're giving us. Man, but it is pretty amazing. It is. I'm, it, and and I incredible. am. I'm overwhelmed at how many people have reached out to us and and just been so complimentary and and uh you know, the Lord's been very gracious to us to provide us with an amazing team uh, to help us put this together. Absolutely. And certainly thankful for those guys. Uh, but I'm amazed at how many folks have just said, Hey, we love this. When can we get more? When, you know, just on and on and on. It's all yeah. been so positive. I'm really thankful. It is. And and I, I don't, I don't think it would be a, be a complete episode if, if you didn't share a Randy Wilson story. <laughs> well, I kind of shared the four story at the beginning. I wasn't sure if we we're going to do two funnies, but I can do another. I think funny. you should do one more. Randy Wilson. Yeah. Years ago, we were in South Carolina, me and him and my dad. And the the soil in South Carolina, this particular part of South Carolina is real sandy. And we we're in my dad's four-wheel drive pickup truck. And we were, we were having to go across this kind of soft, sandy area. And then on the other side, it went up and it, it had all this kind of washboard texture to it. And as we started down the hill to approach this thing, Randy, Randy was familiar with it. He'd been in that that spot several times before and he stops my dad. He goes, now Roger, he goes, now when we start down across this, he said, whatever you do, don't stop. He said, it's going to get a little rough and it's, you know, but he was like, you just, you keep up a good speed. We'll go right on through it. You yeah. Know? So we start down through this real sandy, soft area. And 
and we start up the other side and sure enough, it's just shaking our teeth out. I mean, it's this real washboard kind of texture and the truck's just bouncing like crazy. Like it's going to come apart. And my dad, of course, instinctively just lets off the gas. Yeah. Well, the, the truck just sinks to the hubs in this sand and my dad jumps back on the gas and it's just sitting there spinning. We're not moving. And my dad kind of in a panic looks over at Randy Wilson in the passenger seat. Like, what do I do? Randy just looked at him and said, I told you not to stop. <laughs> I think, I think in, in, in all the, in all the things we should probably listen to Randy Wilson's advice and just uh, stay on the gas and don't stop. Yeah, baby. That's what I'd say to the kingdom, right? Yeah. Don't let up off the gas. That's right. Hammer down. I told you, don't stop. Don't do it. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Two words. More, Lord. <laughs>